We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. the heat beat podcast i'm your host Giancarlo carlo and with me today we have producer and co-founder mr brian goins i won't play any more loud noises in the beginning good job brian brian's learning uh we have our heat twitter president alf whatever sobered up we have our own heat beat insider saucy nuggets mr lefty leaf i think i'd rather be the sixers oh my god Oh, I'm to start the show. What? And we have our statistician and pun master, Nikaias Duncan. How you doing, sir? We are, um, it's, it's, yeah, we're okay. Um, last night, or yesterday afternoon, the Heat played the Sixers. And I think yesterday was kind of, um, there's always a, the cliche of the NBA playoffs. Like, there comes a point in the series where, like, the other team, like, outbetters you. And then everyone knows, like, oh, that team's better. I think that was kind of yesterday. When Miami got the 26 turnover game and Philly shot, what was it, like 20, 26% from three or something on like 30 attempts because, boy, did they get him up. <laughs> um, like, that was that was the gut punch. And I kind of, and I'm curious, really, Nick, I, I guess I want to go to late first, but like, to me, like, kind of, they survived the third quarter. Like, and I think we were all worried going into the third quarter, like, this is it, this is where it always falls apart. And it was kind of the beginning of the fourth where, like, everyone ran out of gas. And to me, it seemed like a fatigue thing because, like, Miami has not been able to rely on Ellington or Tyler Johnson for pretty much anything. And I think that that really, like, puts a lot of pressure on the other guards and Goron and Dwayne specifically. Like, Dwayne looked, like, gassed, like, in the beginning of that fourth quarter. Like, he was, like, legit useless, like, in a way that, like, 
it it seemed to be of exhaustion. So I don't I know. Mean, if- I, I feel like the fourth quarter was. Uh, it, it just shows you that ultimately this team lacks talent and they lack that closer. You know that player that can generate offense. You just dump the ball into them, and then when the game slows down. Uh, and I know that that game didn't really slow down as much, but just having a player that can create their own shot and do it for 48 minutes is something that this team doesn't have. Goran tends to get swallowed up late, it appears. Uh, you know, he's playing great, so, that, you know, hats off to him. It's it's not his fault, but he's just not a guy that's going to necessarily uh, dominate late in games, and I think that that's evident now. And, yeah, I mean, that game, for me, shows that uh, Philadelphia is clearly more talented and uh, and they, they got a lot, you know, they got a long way to go. So, I mean, it's kind of a, it's a, we were humbled. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> but Leif, like at the, like if we're talking like real talk at the end of the game is where they got the offense. Like, right. Like you were talking about like late in games, like late in games, they went to Dwayne and Dwayne was producing buckets and good buckets. He had an and one at the rim. He had shots in the paint. Like and Miami was generating at the end of the game, like what we're actually talking about. Miami was able to generate pretty decent shots against an elite defense. And it where, still wasn't enough. But where it just wasn't enough. But where it went wasn't late in the game. It was like early fourth quarter when it was just like like there was just they had nothing. And I and like And I think that's what Leif is talking about. There's not a there's there's not enough consistent firepower on this team. I mean um They don't have a sure thing. They missed they missed twelve free throws, right? And they lost by four. Um, so yeah, this team is going to scrape by and it's going to, I mean, they could have pulled out a three, uh, two, three point win if they made some more free throws. Um, if some of that crap was called like that, um, that screen on that Embiid screen when JJ Reddit got open. But at the end of the day, it's like, like I was always saying when it came to these matchups, I wanted the Cavs or I wanted the Sixers because the heat just, this team just isn't that good. So I'd rather have the more compelling series. And yes, this has been a very compelling series, whether it ends 4-1, 4-2, however it ends. um, It's been a very compelling. This is better than getting beat down by Boston or even a close series to Boston. I I, I think the, the, the the spotlight has been on this series, and I think it's been fun. Guys, I don't know if you want to jump in because you haven't said anything to start. (laughs) Well, um... I don't know. Like I'm just not surprised. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone is though. Like, and I was giving uh, Ethan Ethan's call. By the way, we are uh, we are we are part of the Five Reasons Podcast Network. Forgot to mention that. So please check out all the stuff at Five Reasons Podcast Network. We'll put all that link and stuff in the description and everything. But I was giving Ethan shit earlier. Ethan Skolnick shit because he was saying how you know people people are trying to act surprised. And I go, Ethan, I don't think anybody was surprised. I mean, this team had a a zero net rating, you know, by the end of the year about like, I think, I think this is who we, they are. I don't think anyone's surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's last, the last game was definitely frustrating just because you finally got the high turnover game from Philly. And if you can't capitalize on something like that, I don't see how, where did you build hope? You know, I don't want to be too negative, but I'm just like, you know, and, I had, and B didn't play well. That was the game. They had to have that game. That was, that was the Embiid didn't play game. well. Hassan played, I think, for all the foul trouble and all the shit. I mean, Hassan 
kind of played okay. and beat good. almost to a push. I mean, that's what you want. I think the only place you can find any kind of where you can find surprise is how much more composed they are down the stretch than the Heat are. I don't think anybody thought that was going to be the case, right? I thought I think we thought like if we can get it to a close game within the last two three minutes, that the Heat had the grit and the kind of guys that could that can tough it out. We didn't think this young Philly team could do that, but it's been ex- the exact opposite. Um, even the even the game we won, Philly was the one uh, coming back and um, and making that a game where we haven't really had that. I mean, outside of heroics from Dwayne, I mean, really the only two games where we were close or we won is heroics from Dwayne. And like, man, if that's what you're counting on, uh, it's yeah, a one series. Yeah, yeah I mean, it has been completely unfazed through all of this. Which yeah. is- I'm really, I, I have to say that I'm uh, I'm impressed by Philly's talent. And I know I've been one that pokes a lot of fun at them. But uh, you you got to tip your hat to those cats. I mean, they're, they're really playing well. They're poised. And uh, I, I kind of looked at this series this way. We were either going to get through this series or push it to seven. And it was going to be classified as a fun year with a team that, uh, you know, you didn't really expect much from, but they still you know, fought hard in the playoffs, or it's going to expose exactly what needs to happen in the off season to change the roster. So there's going to be some evolution in what we uh, see the team look like. So either way for me, from that perspective, I feel like we're, uh, we're getting to a place where we're going to get closer to being a contender. And uh, this is just one of them lumps you got to take. And it's not fun when Philly is uh, flexing their muscles on you and they're 10 years younger at every position. <laughs> I kind of, and they think- have cap space and draft picks. Assets. Uh, I think the interesting part is how well they've responded to the physicality. Like Miami's kind of made the series the way they want to play it. I mean, it's kind of a street fight. And when you're a better team, you don't want it to be that. Like if if you're the better team, you don't want multiple incidents of breaking up fights, right? Like you want it to be like when when we had the big three, like we that's not what we wanted to play. We just wanted to finesse the hell out of you and flying death machine and, you know, Cobra bleep and all that stuff. But Miami has done the stuff. Miami has made this scrappy, has made them physical, has gone in their heads, like, you know, in terms of the physicality of the series. And all that to say, Miami is the one that has two players hurt. <laughs> like Day Rich and Tyler and Philly, despite all the physicality from Miami and they're playing that. Pat Riley foul you on every damn possession. Can't call them all defense. Like it's Philly the one that has the young players have responded. I mean, that's I think that's the thing that's most impressed me that the through the physicality, like a guy like Ben Simmons. And Nikaias, maybe you can help bring light to this. I don't understand why Miami doesn't go out of their way to make Simmons a score. Like, I think he's killing you in so many like Ilyasova and Sarik and I mean I guess Redick will get his own shot but like those other guys are get are like Simmons gets them going and like he's like throwing with a triple double every day why are they not like hey dude if you want to score 30 dude go ahead I do it I, I bet you won't finish that many times uh I think you just don't want him to build confidence so I'm thinking back to game I want to say game three you don't think he's confident now no, he's definitely confident now. I'm just saying you don't want to improve that. But I think the game where he – no, excuse me, that was the game too when Miami finally won and made him more of a score. He scores 24, and he actually shot well from the free throw line. And that's like the one thing that you kind of want to key in on. If he's beating you, hack him, send him to the line, and hope he misses. 
but you made him a score and you know he still played extremely well I mean, um, I do think one adjustment Miami might want to make. Maybe they do want to go a little smaller. Free Rodney. Uh, try um, you know, try Josh. Give him a heavier dosage of Josh Richardson if he's okay. Force um, bait Ben Simmons into posting you up because that's probably the weak point because he's not going to take jumpers. So kind of forcing him into those little flicks around the rim and hoping he misses. He hasn't been that good on the block. So maybe that's something they can try to key in. in. But we need more Babbitt. <laughs> we need to hashtag free Rodney. Honestly, like yeah, I'm Nik- not sure why he's not playing. Nikaias made a point. If Tyler's hurt, like okay, before whatever, but like at this point, Tyler's like legit hurt, and he's like been like a disaster. Put some size Tyler's in. Getting schooled by JJ Reddick. Has- what is going on? I don't want. I don't want to say I told you so. Oh, shut up. Why? No, but like Dude. no, legit. I mean, I think, and to me, more. I get the frustration with Hassan, and we are I'm sure we're gonna get into that heavy later. The guard play from Tyler and Ellington has been Bro. disastrous. Terrible. And like so bad. game three, Dwayne and Ellington combined for like three of fifteen with like five turnovers. Like that that can't like you're not gonna win. You can't win when your guards their guard play has been so bad. Other than outside of Goran, like and Dwayne and Spots. It's crazy. How can they win? Jarich in spots has been pretty good. I mean, last game he he started to show that. I he think can offensively, shoot. He's, he's at least facing the floor, which is what you need for his offense to flow. Which sucks that he got hurt because if I, he, you kind of feel like he was finally getting in an offensive rhythm. He had struggled a lot, and and then ah, oh, that happens because he's been probably their best defender in the series. He had seven steals oh, wait, in the last game. Holy shit! I mean. But but and I, I don't want to play that. I think that's more of a product that Philly was just turning the ball over. And that was kind of like the floodgates has, had opened because, I mean, didn't Dwayne have four or something? But like and Miami's really breaching. Uh, Nick Harris and I were talking pre-show like because Miami's playing the super foully basketball, like they're just like hitting the shit out of the Sixers all the time. It kind of gives Dwayne a little leeway to reach in more than usual which has really helped his defense because he's not keeping up with his feet anymore. So he can reach, poke the ball, kind of get away with those little ticky-tack touches that they might call other times. But because the physicality of the game has been ramped up, he's kind of allowed this kind of like foul leeway where he can he can poke more. And and that's that's helped him a lot, I think. I miss Dion Waiters. Wow. OK, <laughs> you and Tony Fiorentino. Dion would have saved this. I don't think I don't think this would have been a good series for Dion because Dion is small and size. Of course, it was a joke. Of course, it wouldn't be a good. Series oh no! For but Dion. there are people doing that on Twitter. Basketball. We need a little bit of that irrational confidence, but defensively, it wouldn't have worked. I Dwayne mean, has enough of that. That that is true. Justice. I mean, played twenty minutes. You look at his Dog. box score. This is this is why you don't you shouldn't be a box score watcher because you would never look and see that box score and then realize what kind of impact he had on the game. Like I was expecting to to click on it and see. Uh, 14 and nine rebounds and seven assists and two steals. And it's more like seven points and, you know, a handful of rebounds, but he was all over the place. I mean, if we're going to take something positive out of this, Josh justice, those guys are players. Playoff Bam. performers. Bam. Has Bam showed spots. Yeah. Uh, that was the only good game I thought Bam played. Cause I thought Bam was actually as much of a problem as Hassan was. Cause like, and not not really the Embiid stuff because he did a better job than Hassan at fighting Embiid for position in game three. But it was just like in every other coverage, like Sarek gets open, Ilyasova gets open, and he has his back to like the shooter, and he's like, what the hell happened? Which is, listen, that's fine. I mean, he's a young rookie. That's going to happen. This is a playoff series, and they're probably specifically game planning to kind of like trap him in those situations. So 
totally okay, but I mean, I felt I felt like Bam playing so well um, kind of kept Olenek out the game, which I don't think was a great idea. I don't think he was playing well either, and they needed they needed um, stops. Like, yeah, I get it, Bam, but without him, that offense sometimes looks like crap. I mean, I'm just not sure to that point why we didn't see more Olenek in the fourth, especially when Miami started playing possession basketball. Like they had Hassan out there on offensive possessions. I'm just like, I get trusting him, and he played well, but. You know, you're down three. Did you see how quick yeah, you, you needed Olenek? You needed Olenek there. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to do this whole second guessing thing. Like I said, if they make five more free throws instead of missing two, I mean, they miss almost half their free throws. Listen, if Dwayne makes that free throw, we might be having a different show right now. I mean, Dwayne went yeah, one of two in the this most game, like, obvious one of two situation it, I've ever seen. It does not change the fact of what this team is. Whether this whether the series is four one. Whether they come back and win three straight, it doesn't change the fact of what the team is. Like, we were watching them, and we're seeing what they are. And what they are as a team, like Leif said at the beginning, who lacks superstars. Uh, we can have fun, and we can enjoy. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of the team this year. Don't get me wrong. I and hated I'm this team. I'm going to enjoy the next few games. Like, I, I, <laughs> but yesterday was fun. We, 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 all, we, lost, but we all hated this fun, team. Right? During no. the trade deadline, we were all hating the team until I, Dwayne came. Listen, this team and I'm I have a column coming out uh, after the show drops about how I hated this team for most of the year. I mean, they were losing to the Knicks and the Kings at home. Like they were annoying. They were there, there was a play for the 3 seed for sole possession of the 3 seed over the Cavs that they isoed James Johnson for the game. And like that was this damn team and I hated them. And yesterday, he didn't get the shot up. They are fighting clawing, scratching, doing everything, every cliche in the book to get back in that game. And they did. And I was thinking, how do I love this team? Because I hated them. And now I'm like, I'm ride or die with this group. Like, I love this group. It's the culture. It's dude. I am. I am inhaling this propagated culture. Like I am. In, I just like give it into my lungs. None, none of us are in love with this team enough to run it back next year. Oh God, no! Like <laughs> yo, I've rethunk my whole Ellington experience. Like I, I was the biggest Wayne fan, and I'm like, uh, maybe we like, don't really? want to like, keep them. Like I want like, justice. Discounted. No, hold I want on. Wait, justice. J. Rich. Bam. Um. I know we're. I know Chris Whittingham has joked like Pat Riley is going to be waiting with a four-year extension for Justice, but yo, if Justice, if this at the rim stuff with Justice is for real, that's game changer. You got to lock him up. That he needs to start. No, like I like legitimately like I think he has been the second best player in this series for Miami. I think after Goron, I think it's been Justice because and Dwayne's probably third, but like. The, the like he's shooting so confidently like before when he would take those like those little break threes like anything that wasn't in the corner he always had a hesitation he's catching yep. it and going up landing a fly shooting confident because the jumper looks good yeah, man hit a pull-up three dude <laughs> my like, dog just he's growing up before our eyes i'm just like who is this just as heat checking on purpose oh like Offensive He's becoming machine. Ron Artest. Dude. Dude, man. let me tell you. I, like, if this, if we remember this series for anything as Heat fans, it is the Justice Winslow coming out party. Because, like, the BAN, the just the stepping on the goggles, the mask or whatever, him, like, dude, he is 
feisty. He's the blood on his face. Into a goon. Justice is like I'm like is Justice my second favorite Heat player right now? Like uh, like what's going on here? Like I'm I'm about this Justice Winslow. He already has his own moments. T now. I mean. You know, it's funny that that happened and we were all doing it. I was like, dog, this is a first round series and we're the 60th. This is a little lame to make a moment's shirt. But whatever, yo. I was like, it was a yeah, but do you remember the game that you, what game it was that UD was bleeding in? It was game no, six. Just a, it was game six of the, of the, of the Eastern Conference Finals. But it doesn't matter. It's just the fact that it's a bloody UD. Like, nobody cares. Like, you're the only weirdo who knows what game that's from. Nikai, did you know what game that, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. That'd be funny if it was in game six. I did not know which game that was from. I knew it was against Indiana. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, but I didn't know. I don't even exactly. know if it was a Chris Bosh game or not. Was Chris Bosh? I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to take the show into Let's those Heat fans. So yeah. the important thing is once you start getting bogged down in these details, you see what happens to the show. Exactly. Same thing when you get bogged down in the details of the Justice Moment shirt. Okay. Yeah. You know, you're right. I killed it. Yeah. But Justice, Justice <laughs> better. Um, We have to talk about Hassan. Because I did think he responded. Right. He listen. We I think he did, he was. Good. We we like Hassan on this show. I think right. I think except for Leif, I think we l- want Hassan to succeed, and we're really I mean, hard Leif, on him. Wait 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 wait. Don't mischaracterize. I think Leif wants him to succeed as well. Correct. Leif just knows he won't. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, I've just I've had enough of the facade of Hassan, but I want him to succeed and. I like him as a person. I've never met him, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't wish any ill will on that uh, on him, but you know, th- this run is over with. And, uh, and honestly, like if you look at this roster, uh, top to bottom, I know that we need Goran scoring. Like it's obvious that his 20 points have came in handy in this series without it. Where would we be? But mm-hmm. when you see Josh and justice handling and JJ handling, you think about Dion coming back healthy, maybe Dwayne for another year. I mean, I think you really have to look long and hard at what you can get for Goran Dragic this summer. And I know we've alluded to this on past shows, but I mean, if you're not going to cash in on him now, you're basically saying we're riding with Goran until the wheels fall off of him. And I just don't know how smart that is going forward. Listen. Yeah, he, he's got to go. Like, I know, but he's so fun. No, I love him, but I mean, like, this is one of those things when you're just looking roster building. I just don't know how you can Leif, hold on to is Goran Dragic a heat life? Uh, in our hearts, yes. No, but like, because <laughs> like my thing, with, my thing with Goran is like, if we want to talk about like culture guys, man. He ain't better, better than Timmy. He's, so just let's just get that, that guy cares so he plays so damn hard he cares he's like he's into it he goran's about the culture dude goran's, a, goran's about this when he yelled in sim's face yo when he dunked i i i call that on the heat beat account i was like goran's gonna dunk this playoff suit like he's at some point because goran like goran man goran ain't like these people either dude Goran's out here getting steals. I was like, on one of these little fast breaks, he's gotten a few of them. He's just going to go up and he's going to dunk and it's going to be awesome. He's, but I just have this vision of, cause like you see him in this series and there, there are moments stretches throughout the game where they put length on him and he, he has trouble getting a shot off. He looks mechanical with the way that he moves toward the basket. He can't get around players. He's trying to, you know, get really crafty, uh, which he is crafty. I think he's done a good job of that. The series though. I think he's really, yeah, but get creative. The minute that the athleticism or any little bit of that goes, you're going. It's going to be a really tough thing to get big buckets out of Goran going forward. He's going to just have to be a crafty player, and he ain't Steve Nash. 
So like as much as I want to do the sentimental thing with him, uh, and that came out really, really bad just now. Um, you know, I just feel like they got to look if they can uh, get a draft pick and, a, and another player. I just think it's something to explore. I mean, I think I was going to ask Nikias, what do you think Oren Dragic's value is at this point? Because I really I, I like um, Nikias's positioning on where he can probably get some picks down the road. I don't think they can get a first. Oh. It depends. Like the only somewhat good team that I could see maybe wanting to part with a first foregoing, maybe San Antonio and like Indy before Darren Collison almost went 50, 40, 90 this year. So like it would have to be a veteran team. I don't think a young team is going to be looking for a stopgap like that. Maybe the Lakers, if they do get LeBron and Paul George, maybe they might Absolutely. need, huh? For Goran? Well, I'm saying that if they have to move guys like Lonzo or whatever to kind of make, some of the cap work like if if Lou, you know if they gotta get rid of Lou all dang and the only way to get rid of dang is to give Lonzo away. like I, I I don't know what the Lakers have to do for their cap situation but if they need if they're in need of a point guard that might be a destination for him uh, I wouldn't see I think if they're going star hunting like that they would be looking for a three and D guy and that's not Gorn okay fair but doesn't Gorn only have one year left on that contract I think two wasn't I mean if we think he's gonna opt in then he has two right yeah, he has a player option after next year. Yeah, so oh, okay. I imagine he'll opt in. Um, the, I, I, I think he'll probably be hard to move because Miami probably won't get anything fair in return. Because, I mean, he is a productive player. It's a fair point. I, I think kind of what this series showed, though, and it's kind of what we were saying, like, even since last year, like, they need a, they need a wing scorer. Like, they need a Gordon Hayward. They need someone at that three-slash-four position that is a reliable, offensive, go-to guy. And they don't have that. Well, Le- LeBron's coming back. So. Well, yeah, and Kawhi. <laughs> the Kawhi-a-thon. Oh, and now, see, that's just overkill. Oh, is it? You know what's funny yeah, is that mean. my sister uh, my sister listens to Levitar with me because we, we both go to work together. And Stugatz was talking about, like, the dream team of, like, Melo and, and Kawhi and the banana boat. And she just turns to me. She goes, I don't know anything about basketball, but I know all those names. Therefore, this sounds way too ambitious for anything. <laughs> and I was like, you would be correct. Now, M- Mellows looks like looking like a minimum player. So Yo, he might fit. Mellows. Terrible. <laughs> Yo, that th- that Thunder team. I mean. <sighs> uh, it hurts to watch Donovan Mitchell. I just have to say it out loud <sighs> again. One pick away, y'all. That That's one's going to hurt. Score. That one's going to hurt. That, uh, that one hurts. At least we're not the Blazers, man. Because there's a Blazers beat podcast right now that is like a funeral. Like, ours is pretty <laughs> fucking bad. Like, like you guys, like, really, like, we have been depressed sounding. Like, have just, we? I was a, I think we, I think we have. Like, you and Nakai sound all chipper all the fucking time. Me and Lafer, <laughs> me and Lafer pissed. Like, dude, I was so angry yesterday. Like, you guys know in the chat, I probably pissed everybody off. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I was drunk and angry walking around Fort Lauderdale Beach trying to find guys that look like TJ McConnell to fight. It so, was all, so all of them. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I was at I was at elbow room, like just throwing hands, just for whoever I could, whoever looked like they had that douchey Philadelphia seventy six or haircut. I think I beat up a guy who looked like Dario Sarge, whatever his name is. I was that, just hitting. I was yo, that guy spits so much when he's running down the court, like jawing. Like, they get the close-up, and he has, like, saliva flying everywhere. I was like, dude, I think gross. that may be a functional thing with his, uh, with his lips or whatever. Right? Oh, is it? No, it's because he's a, he's a goofball. That's oh, I thought it was, like, a mouth guard situation. 
team was a bunch of goofballs with bad haircuts. Yo, they all have bad Yo, can, can I just go on record and saying that I hate that team? I hate MB, them. Embiid oh, is such that. I'm telling you, I don't care what anybody says. That sloppy some bitch. Every time he like he, he, he's driving to the basket, he's just like running into people full force. Foul on T or Tyler Johnson. Like what? The seven foot three hundred pound guy just barreled through the whole lane. Okay, foul on us. They want to make that guy a superstar so fucking bad. And those announcers, anytime fucking Joel ties his shoes, oh look at him, he tied his shoes properly. Woo! Like it's such. <laughs> So ridiculous! Like, you're not, wait, you're not you're not watching to, to some be sports. Fair, Hassan can't keep do going, that. So. Keep going, no, Alf, keep going, please. Because really, the, the who they should be talking about is Sarge. Like that's the dude kicking our ass up and down. <laughs> like Embiid is not the one killing us. Sarge is killing us. Simmons, fiddly, goofy bastard. But freaking Embiid, I, I'm telling you, they are pumping up Embiid so hard. Like, oh, he's so funny. He's on Instagram, motherfucker. I'm on Instagram. Who gives a shit? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to be calm this whole time and professional. Fuck this dumb bullshit. Yeah, they're. I hate the Sixers, but yeah. I'd rather have their roster. <laughs> We're here. All these right haircuts, man. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, the Ilyasova haircut is the worst. Like I'm so like that. I I hate being beaten by a guy Listen, with that if hair. They, if they give you a team picture of the Sixers and just took out all the black guys. It's an all right rally. It's, it's give them all tiki torches. TJ McConnell's a leader. JJ yeah. Reddick is a leader. Come on, you could hear, you could see JJ Reddick up in like a sweater vest uh, on a podium, like talking about Mexicans and Jews and blacks. Like what, you could see right. this happening. Uh, TJ McConnell stepped out of bounds in the game yesterday, and he went to yell at somebody, and I think he like looked up and he realized that it was uh, Covington or one of them. One of them tall cats, and he shut his mouth real quick and turned around and looked at. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yo, where's Sark? Let me yell at him. That, yeah, that, that hairdo that... was a result of a lot of swirlies in the Sixers bathroom. <laughs> it's gotta hurt Riley because, like, literally, they had a deal worked out for Bellinelli, if I understand it correctly, and obviously they pulled the trigger on the Wade thing, and um, they had circled back trying to get that done, and it didn't get done. If I if I uh, remember correctly, and now he's uh, Leif, sending us home. Leif, I don't want. I don't want Bellinelli. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a world where I have to root for Marco Bellinelli. That's true. It's okay. They can. They can have him. I'd rather like, lose. I'd rather lose. I, yeah, I'd rather lose. Like I already have to root for Kelly Olynyk, and I don't like that. But you know, I, I don't want. I don't want a world where I have to root for that neckbeard. Do you think we did a weird thing where we got physical? Uh, and that was like our play to try to get even in this series where we have less talent and we essentially uh, sch we schemed Olenek off the floor and it was our own doing. <laughs> yo, Olenek's the guy who's there. Yo, uh, yeah, Olenek's the dirtiest guy on the him. team. Like, get That's his ass the in there. I, I, I picture him as the physical guy that you play in a physical series, but somehow we got we arrived at a place yesterday where he had what eight minutes or well, whatever. Because it was the like. other the other guy who plays his position is more physical and he's a lot scarier. Yeah. Like well, I, hey, I JJ's been good. Yo, hold I on. I know you guys hate JJ, but JJ's been good. No, JJ's I mean oh, listen. JJ's been fine. That that that's been like a problem, and I don't know how real we want to get right now, but it's kind of like been a thing where like I like JJ's when he plays good basketball, but also he has, you know, some things in his past, like the domestic violence stuff that you're just like, 
I'm like, I'm a little uncomfortable rooting for you, but you're playing really well. And like, we're romanticizing how violent you are. And like, it comes from a dark place. And, you know, it, it's kind of like, honestly, like, it's like a kind of push pull with him that it's like, it's a very weird watching experience because he's been stellar. Like, he's been no, what it, they I mean, needed. It, dude, it's awesome that I, I've been trying to pull us out of the doldrums. And you put us right back in there. I felt like I needed to say it. I felt like I needed to say it. We're laughing, we're smiling, and then you bring up domestic violence. Disclaimer. Great job. Disclaimer. Great because Lave is like, I know y'all don't like JJ. So I'm going to block you out of account again. We're talking about basketball, man. Oh, we like, do? Oh, but, I mean, he's a. Okay. I'm already changing the password. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lock him yeah. out again. He, he, O'Brien he almost crumbled yesterday at the end of that game. Yo, O'Brien, the Sixers almost eliminated Miami Heat. Beat. Dog, Breaking I was news. losing it. Dog, you lost. Like I was, I was gone, dude. Like, th- w- like eight minutes left in the fourth, I was like, "This is over. It's done. It's all over for Miami. Everything's over for Miami." Like I was Stephen A. Smith in 2010. I was shook. Everything scared me. I was like, "Yeah, we're not. It's gonna be a 20 point loss at home." I was done. No, it was cool. Like the Heat fans are mourning and miserable, and G's on the account. That was fun. Uh, it was fun. Crap Come on, that. dog. How are you gonna tell me that wasn't the anime fun? Account with that crap. How are you gonna listen? Good. Okay, I understand. It was probably tone deaf of me to talk Super. about. Super. Yes. Okay. No, I admit I'm wrong. I'm there. I'm wrong. I I tweeted out of the account after the game how much fun that was despite the loss. But also, I mean, it was fun. I mean, how alive it's did you feel? It's just bad timing. It, it was I bad timing. I actually agree with you, G. Like, I, I agree, agree with, with you. That too. was I a fun-ass game. No, you're right. Like, you're no, absolutely right. I was wrong. I apologize to Heat fans and to my staff and to Brian, even though I was locked out and I made right. off-brand Heat beat MIA. Follow that account. Think, if you want a t-shirt. Just leave that yet? No. Hashtag, if you want a free shirt, listen, I have a ton oh, of Heat beat shirts up. that I'm going to give away. Hashtag free Johnny. Tweet that out and you'll be entered to win in a raffle. I'll give one shirt away. Give away this Hassan jersey that's hanging next to me right now. <laughs> Please tell me. Clave is like, get house, this bro. out my we house. Have a people that want it, yes. I haven't that's picked a winner yet, but we're going to pick someone. Pick by... a damn winner. Pick a loser. Pick I want to pick Justice and Jordy. I want to pick Justice and Jordy because his, his review, like every line, the first letter spelled out justice better. No, he can't win. He can't win because it's not actually official. He never sent the actual review. Oh, he never sent the review? No. Well, Justice and Jordy, what the I hell are you waiting for? It's not in there, so he he therefore he's not eligible to win. Oh, okay. Well, guys, listen. We have a Hassan jersey to give away. It's signed. Send us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you have. Screenshot it. Send it to at MIAHeatBeat on Twitter, and we're going to be giving away a Hassan jersey. And maybe... If there is a lot of really funny, creative reviews, maybe we might give some T-shirts away, too, because I have a ton right here and I'll uh, we'll mail them out to you. So send those in, uh, follow the account and you can follow all of us and all the nonsense that we do. around. I, here. I got some free second round playoff tickets as well. <laughs> yo, yo, if let me tell you, if we were hashtag seven C till we bleed, we might be like the Bucks right now tied two two with the Celtics. And, you know, we had to beat the damn Raptors. Yeah, then yeah, we could have been tied Terry two with the yeah, we'd be watching watching Rogier do step back threes in our face, and that would hurt. So, I mean, what, you know, no, I mean, spoonful of medicine. It, you know, it is what it dog, is. Dog, I mean, the Celtics are us. Like, they don't have anybody either. Like, they're depending on Rozier, and we depend on Goron. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Same thing. No, I feel the like Celtics are not us. <laughs> when Dwayne walked off the court yesterday, I saw someone took video of it, and he kind of paused, and he, uh, like, we're not doing down. this. He looked no, like. He looked like that was the last time he was walking off the floor, nah, y'all. Dwayne has guts because we're both like, listen, on Tuesday, 
That's going to be a fire because we are burning some damn boats. They're winning that game. I don't I listen, I don't think Miami is anywhere near as good as the Sixers. I do think they'll jank a game out there. I think they're going to go in there and they're going to do a bunch of nonsense and they're going to win by two points and we're coming back here to lose in game six. There's going to be a melee and like 10 guys are getting listen, suspended. That's how the, we're going out, baby. Yo. That's what's up. Let's do it. Did you see Spolstra? Because like that during that James Johnson Covington altercation, Spolstra ran over to JJ and was literally trying to peel JJ off of Covington. And JJ was like, dog, he was not moving. Goron, there's a funny vine of like when Goron falls, he's about to get up to handle it. And then he sees JJ. And then he kind of just relaxes. <laughs> JJ got this. I don't got to do anything. That you know, sequence. I want JJ to knock and beat out so bad. I would love to see that cage match. Leif, Leif, if Udonis was five years younger, how Send fun. him in now. Dude, yeah. Juwan, send Juwan in in a suit. So, <laughs> you know that moment in the fourth quarter when Spolstra had JJ at the five, and then, like, after two possessions, he goes, No, not going to work because Ilyasova was just rebounding all over the place. He put Bam in. Literally, two possessions later, he's like, I changed my mind, going Hassan. That was so funny. Yeah, that rebounding was killing us, though. That oh, my God. The f- but hold on, wait a second. A bad series. Let me tell you oh, something. I, I, I love Spo, and I, I'll stand Spo all the time. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Putting, he chose Bam over Hassan, and I was like, on no planet is this a good idea. And, like, he, I, he, at least he realized very quickly. Um, yeah, I don't know that. You know the analogy where they say if you have more than one quarterback, you have no quarterback? Yeah. I kind of feel like if you're going 10, 11 deep in the playoffs, that means you don't have eight solid guys, nine no, solid guys exactly. that you really feel good about. And that has uh, that complicated. I'm always switching around the rotation. Different guys are playing. Nobody has steady minutes aside from, you know, the top guys. I feel like that has finally shown itself to be the challenge uh, in these late game situations where we've got guys that, you know, um, from game to game, you don't know what to expect, and uh, and it shows in the way. I mean, Spo's been out coached by Brett Brown, and Brett Brown went into the fourth I quarter. You. I think like they had him on the, they had him mic'd up, and he said, "We got him right where we want him. We just need to get this down to five. And I'm watching the the third quarter end, and I'm thinking, "Okay, well they didn't get it down to five, and then that fool hits a damn three, and they <laughs> got it down to four, and it's like you know they went back to the bench, and Brett Brown is like, "See." We even got one point closer than I said we needed to get. But did he, was, that did he has he outcoached Bo or oh. does he just have better players? It, I mean, literally, it's literally both. like we can talk about the coaching all we want, but hit some fucking free throws. Like hit some fucking free throws. Get some fucking rebounds. Like Ilya Sova is not seven foot two. Like let's stop. Like like JJ should be able to box out Ilya Sova. Like we can yeah. we can blame. We can say, oh, he should have had Hassan in. You don't have to bring Hassan Whiteside in to box out Ilya Sova. Like, nobody's game planning for Ilya Sova except for us because we don't have good players. Like, <laughs> stop blaming Spo. It's not his fault. Like, for the, for the fact that he has to look around his bench to find a, res- a, a, a resolution for Ilya Sova is the whole fucking problem with this team. All right? Like, like it's not Spo's fault. Like, oh, shit, Ilya Sova's killing us. Who do I go to? If that's your problem, let's just go home like let's like call it call it a fucking series and that's the problem it is the problem and i i i do i have i have i think it's the same thing late saying i have like second guess Bo a lot but you're right dude when he's going 12 feet like that means he's running out of fucking options like 
at some point, like when you when you're like, man, we need more Rodney Magruder. <laughs> Hashtag Doug, for Rodney. Doug, Dwayne went up for a dunk, oh, and no. he he completely missed the rim. Yo, like he, he, he hit that, like, that little play? that little buffer between the rim <laughs> like, and the backboard. He didn't even like he didn't even get blocked by the rim, like the whole sprite thing. He got he up high enough. He like kind of like missed the whole basket, <laughs> and then came down, and he acted like he got fouled, but then yeah. kind of realized that he didn't get fouled, and he just went up. And that's a microcosm of this team. We are going up for the dunk. We are looking good as we're going to the rim. We get to the launching pad, baby. But then if we lose, it's five. <laughs> he legit Doyle Anthony did. <laughs> he did. Okay. It was not great. Uh, Nikias, I know that you've I know that you've talked a bit about like the Brent Brown stuff. Can you like do you feel like Brown has coached Spo to a push? I'm curious as to because I disagree. I, I, but I'm curious as to what you think. I just think that he's made all the necessary adjustments to push Spo into a corner. And you know, so he does have a talent advantage. But I also think that some of the decisions that Spo has made with the rotation and with lineups in general have been questionable to get at best. Like if you're going against a spacing lineup, or when Philly goes to their all length lineup, I just don't see the reason of having Wade and Bam and JJ and Justice on the floor at the same time when Philly, their whole game plan is to sink the paint, shrink the floor. So to play four non shooters at the same time, it you can't manage to, I mean, you can't do that. There was the point in game, I think game three, where Goran Dragic is on the bench for way too long. Like, that's something that could be easily corrected. Um, not going to Olenek in those offensive situations late in the game, in game four. Like, that can't happen when you know what you need. I mean, there are, Spo is definitely in the corner because the team just is not as good as Philly. So you can't crush Spo, and I'm not going to crush Spo. But I do feel like there are, um, decisions that he can make or could have made that he has not gone to for whatever reason. Something that I think forces his hand a bit and it kind of plays into what Leif was saying about like, you know, they don't have, they don't really have like a deep is that I think all these guys that they have are really flawed. Like they're kind of incomplete players. Like Olenek is like this really good offensive player, but you're scared to put him out there because he'll get torched by Embiid. Or, or you have a guy like, you know, Wayne Ellington, who's getting killed and leveled on screens and you want him in for the offense, but now you're scared because, you know, he can't defend anyone. Right. And like you have Dwayne, who's like this, you know, great guy, but he can't shoot the ball. So he can't space. So if you have him and Bam out there and you have Bam, who was Joel Anthony for a couple of games, who couldn't even make a layup point blank. And like you have all these guys that are like super imperfect and like they have glaring weaknesses and particularly like shooting wise. So like what you're saying, you're put up these lineups with Dwayne and bam and like you're just like we we don't have enough shooting on the floor but we still need like these people to play make because we don't have anything so it's like you have like if you can like combine a couple of these guys you'd have good basketball players but instead mm -hmm. you're with like these kind of like they're almost like incomplete like it, it's it was loading at 85 and then like the rest <laughs> of the skills never you know updated yeah that's fair i said it's a little bit of both for me that's why i'm not Trying to say, I think your analysis is totally fair. I think, and I think what you were saying uh, in game three, how they would not even run punch sets or anything to get Hassan an easy post up, like that. And part of that is Hassan and uh, TNT was going over that in the halftime show. Shaq was showing like how Hassan's not rotating to the ball, like he's on the weak side of the ball, and Hassan's not helping you on the weak side. Like he has to find the strong side of the ball. So like part of he's this hurt. is on Hassan. He's hurt. He's hurt. He has to be hurt. Some of the videos that like Nakias and Rob Slater were putting out there, he he can't move. Wes Wes Goldberg had a good thread about just like Hassan not 
moving. He can't move. Like he can't. I think move. there's something wrong. I don't know if it's hurt or if it's meant like mental health or I don't know what's going on. But like that, that was not normal. And I'm not just gonna say that that guy doesn't care because that's not something I'm willing to do. It just it seemed so overtly like something's wrong. I don't know what, but something's wrong. At, at the trade deadline, Jeff Schwartz, I think, is what his agent's name is. Uh, I heard that he went to the front office and said, "Play Hassan or trade Hassan." Point blank, those are the options. Obviously, Spo didn't get that memo because we went the rest of the season with inconsistent minutes all the way up until yesterday. And I think that you're just seeing a culmination of a guy who is over it. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Uh, I saw, you know, right at the beginning of the game, I think Gorn was screaming at Hassan about getting back on a defense yep. on a defensive assignment. Got, got beat I, I down think. By it. Amir Johnson. Correct. Yeah, that's the exact play I'm talking about. So I think just overall, you're seeing guys are just worn out by each other. They're done having these conversations. They're done having Manny Navarro up in their face talking about why is Hassan's effort not like that was supposed to be. So I think that like this is just the end of the road for these cats. And um, and that's it for him, man. He they they need to move on. And uh, I hope they do it on draft night. I want to make Please. I want to make one point before because we still have to play some of our five reasons uh, podcast promos that we haven't gotten to. But I do want to make one point on you mentioned Amir Johnson. Um, Philly is plus net rating with Amir Johnson on the floor. And to me, like a couple things stand out from this series, like numbers wise. If you're outscoring the Heat with Amir Johnson on the floor, that is unexcusable. They need to punish those minutes, like. Do you guys remember when, like, Indiana in, like, the big three years would play DJ Augustine? And they literally could not yeah. survive the DJ Augustine minutes. They had to get George Hill back out there because Miami said, no, you are not going to play that guy. That I'm going to render that person unplayable. Evan Turner, too. Evan Turner. Like, they would hard. They made that poor guy's life miserable. <laughs> he probably still has nightmares to this day. And Miami has not done that with Amir Johnson. And if you're going to let. don't have. I know, but we don't like have the means to punish anybody. We're like a that, parent. But that's the belt, insane bro. part. Like, like you can't punish Amir Johnson in it. <laughs> like, I guess that was one of the things that Dude. kind of bugged me earlier in the series with guys when they had like Amir Johnson or TJ McConnell off the floor. They're running sets for their shooters, and like none of the bigs are hedging off or nobody's helping off from McConnell. We didn't really see that change until game three. So I don't know if the, with something like that, I'm not sure if it's execution or if that's Spo not. Um, Kind of hammering Spoh, the beat. No, Spo is an abuela with no chocleta, all right? He has no <laughs> weapons. He can't punish nobody. Mira, mira. Oye, mira. <laughs> oh, my God. Brian, promo us. Hey, Chris, why don't you tell the people about the Balls cast? <laughs> don't mind if I do. <laughs> don't mind if I do. Hey, listen up. The Balls cast is a podcast about... Miami sports. All Hold kinds on, of Miami Hold things. On. Hold on. Fuck. Culture and politics while two dudes smoke weed and sometimes drink a little bit of, you know. But mostly smoking and a lot of talking. It's a good time. Balls cast. So you guys should check it out. <laughs> I'm going to pass out, man. Oh, no, I really am. Don't, Ooh. don't, don't, <laughs> don't pass out.
That may have been the strangest promo I have ever heard in my life. It was Ballscast. Check it out on the Five Reasons Podcast Network. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, and I thought we were disorganized. <laughs> that was something. That was something. Yo, Slim, yo, Slim, Chris Joseph, they're good dudes. Follow them on Twitter. Like, they're, they're good, man. I, they're, they're good dudes. They do a fun show. Um, it's a little strange. Uh, and if you're, if you want to hashtag, let's get weird, you know, check them out. Cause it'll, it, it's different and it's, it's not something that you'll get other places. And, uh, they're, they're legitimately like good guys. So check that out. Um, Brian, we have, we have another one to play. We're doing something a little different on the five reasons podcast until the Miami heat are eliminated. Ethan and I will do review preview episodes after every game of the heats run in the NBA playoffs. It's a broken record with Dwayne where every time you think he's done, he turns in a performance like this and he's doing it in that jersey what were the odds in the summer of 2016 that we would ever see a Dwayne Wade do this in a playoff game again and b do it for the Miami Heat we're trying to do them straight after the game's end and post overnight so subscribe to the five reasons podcast on iTunes or Google Play and follow along as the Heat go through the NBA playoffs and you can follow the network on Twitter at five the number five reason sports so the number five reason sports on twitter and there you can get you know all the feeds and all the updates from balls cast three yards per carry heat beat um the five reasons flagship show on the network so um we're about running out of show i guess i want to briefly touch on Dwayne because i think yesterday um you know leif alluded to it maybe the last time you know he plays um and on on the heat's home court and he like you know they're talking you know ethan's like it's like a broken record with Dwayne. like you know you, you don't know how many he has and he did it for you again man like when the chips were down and they had nothing it's as bomani jones says throwing out them jacks man like he, he <laughs> like he, he, he i don't know how he does it dude but he gets that and one and i'm clapping and my hands are red and they're callous and i'm i'm hoarse from like Dwayne Wade again late in a playoff game against a clearly superior team like got the heat with the jaws of life and brought them to the finish line to make it winnable farewell tour for the culture come on let's do it oh man he needs to come back another year like I can't. can you imagine I'm, I'm that cat on Twitter that's like we're retaining flexibility for that's why we're letting Dwayne walk we need the flexibility and now I'm sitting here two years later and I'm like Farewell tour, Dwayne Wade for the culture. Let's go, <laughs> yo! Like well, he legit, he legit. First of all, he has a. He, for, to me, he has a lot left. Correct. Well, not a lot, but he has he has plenty left. <laughs> On that like, donkey, didn't have much left. <laughs> <laughs> the headlines remind us daily: the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 